Welcome to 2024. It's a presidential election year. So, good Lord, we're all doomed. Let's just get back to Rad Radio. If you're watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com at the top of the hour during our next commercial break, instead of seeing things like Brandon seating Dr. Patel from the Granite Bay uh, Allergy Center, you will get the Dogwoods Resort canine cam. Oh, the big little puppies. What's coming up, Brando? We've got two-year-old Mochi, the German Shepherd, playing fetch in the snow in Germany. Is, so is he just considered a shepherd when he's in a German Shepherd is in Germany? <laughs> right? Like That's the old joke, right? Do they call it Chinese food in China? It's or is just it, food. It's just food, right? Max the Shepherd watches over a five-month-old human while Stella chews a, a human. A who, is that a dog? It's like a dog term for human. Oh. Like if you watch all the, the videos it. of dogs like talking, like they, they type the thoughts of dogs. Oh, like, oh yes. hello, human. I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge uh, uh, social media fan, but my wife follows uh, one of those sites. Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Whichever, I love, whichever one she follows is yeah. great. I love the one that shows the dog, and it, it has the, the thoughts, and it's like they're typing out, yes, my mommy is quitting her job. She's going to be a stay-at-home mom dog. <laughs> we also got Kida, the 14-year-old husky, and the seven-month-old Australian shepherd, Noodle, playing at the dog park. And uh, some footage of a great Pyrenees named Shasta and Ruby the Border Collie playing together. And, and if you want your animals featured, uh, just uh, record them uh, horizontally, please. Email us rad at radradio.com. As mentioned, uh, Dr. Patel from Granite Bay Allergy Dr. Center Patel. is here. Do you, have, do you have dogs? No, I had one growing up. Not anymore. I want one. The wife has the uh, veto. Because... Is it, what, is it the hair? Is it the smell? These it, are the usual women objections. Or, She's the one that's going to be taking care of it. There it is. Yep. Uh-huh. Always ends up. The kids don't, the husband yeah. doesn't, but they wanted it, and the wife has to handle it. But basically, she, we, have, we have two kids. <laughs> you know, we have two kids, and she's like, look, I don't want to take care of four people. Uh-huh. It's- like, four. Like, one, two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're in there. Uh, all right. We, let's start with this from uh, Cody. Hi, Cody. It uh, says, uh, we took my teenage daughter to Dr. Patel for hives and inflammation that kept recurring that doctors could not figure out. Dr. Patel gave me an explanation in several key terms. I was able to return to her doctors who gave her additional tests and through a series of eliminated items, I returned to her doctor and bingo, that was it. Since then, she has had a prescription to keep it much more manageable. The small cost and trip to Dr. Patel was worth it. Not only did it help my daughter, I have used information he shared from the visit and applied to my own allergies and reactions, and I have improved as well. Nice. Thank you so much, Dr. Patel. Wow. Oh, I'm glad. Um, we have, we've talked over the, uh, the, the years of you visiting about uh, food allergies and uh, different ways to, and first of all, that a lot of them are not what people think. Oh, I, I have a seafood allergy, and you say, no, it's uh, something that's like some type of chemical or something that's in the seafood. Yeah, it's like a, a protein, like the uh, dust mite crustacean moth syndrome. And that's what that's what you search for so that you can treat it, Yeah. and then they can actually eat seafood if they right. want after that. Okay, so I got a couple stories that I found. One of them uh, is something that you and I talked about, I think, in our very first visit. Uh, it is a new story that says the National Institute Institutes of Health recommends parents expose their infants to peanuts as young as four months old to prevent allergies. But in a new survey, only 13% of parents and caregivers reported being aware of these guidelines. So the idea, as I understand it, in my my lame doctor, my lame non-doctor brain, is that you're building up a, a tolerance. Uh, whereas we went through a decade or more of, ah, keep all the peanuts away, which actually makes it worse, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, like before the 80s, right? The 80s, some people had uh, got peanut allergy and some food allergies, and then it basically, you know, blossomed from then on. Uh, before then, think about it, right? It's like your parents or our grandparents, whatever they ate, they chewed up, 
jammed in your mouth. Yes. All right, good to go, right? Yeah. You know, who knows? Probably yeah. a little bit of tobacco in there. Who knows? Yeah. Right? So it's like, whatever they're eating is going in your mouth. Right? Now, you know, it's like, you know, then it became a few people got allergies. Then it became don't feed them anything until one year old, which is basically where allergy came from, right? You have 90, 95% reduction in peanut allergy if you start feeding at four months of age. Just like four months to one year of age wow. was the study done by, I saw the LEAP study, the landmark study. Well, why aren't, like, they, uh, why aren't they being told this, right? Like when they go and visit their doctors. So it should be because it's part of the American Pediatric Association, Academy, whatever. It is. The pediatric people are supposed <laughs> yeah. to also start recommending highly allergenic foods, not for nutrition, right? At four months, starting at four months of age, just like supplementary, like you know, breastfeed for sure, and then just start feeding them all the allergenic foods. Forget the oats and what do people feed them? Uh, whatever the stuff that you people do, don't do. It. Do the do the <laughs> regular. Like my wife fed them when they were little. Uh, I don't remember. No, we, yeah. we did the allergies, yeah. right? Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But but I mean like. <laughs> You know, people always start with like oats and 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 uh, I don't know rice. Oh, meal yeah, okay, all, yeah, all stuff. the stuff that you wouldn't be allergic but, which, to. Yeah. yeah, which is useless. So, right, it does nothing. So when you when you have a patient come in who who, who had had this uh, oh no no peanuts no peanuts and you find out let's to stay with peanuts that they have a peanut allergy, mm-hmm. do you essentially once you identify that start slowly injecting them with? like derivatives of peanuts to build up the tolerance? No, you can't do that. After it's there, you're kind of out of luck, right? Wow. So peanut allergy, only 20% is outgrown by, by puberty, let's say. Uh, tree nut allergy, only 9% is outgrown. Uh, so prevention is the most important thing. Basically, simple. It's like at four months of age, as long as they're not high risk, meaning uh, a sibling with a food allergy or they themselves don't have eczema, then you just start feeding them one by one, you know, three days at a time, uh, each allergenic food. You know, just go start. But whatever, peanuts and tree nuts and everything. But a grown adult who has a peanut allergy, they're screwed. Right now. There's a lot of good stuff coming out in the pipeline. You know, right now for kids, there's uh, palforzia, which is like, basically, it's like a, they call it oral immunotherapy. Technically, it's not. It's more like a desensitization. So they can accidentally eat like a peanut or something and not have a problem. But what's coming, it looks promising, are like epicutaneous immunotherapy, which is like patches. Peanut patches or peanut patches. You stick them on and... The research ongoing. The first round didn't work out so much, but now they're doing new versions, higher concentrations, and, and looks promising. So I found this story along the same lines uh, just yesterday. It says new research suggests that a drug that's already approved for asthma and chronic hives uh, to protect against may, may protect against severe reactions to peanuts, eggs, milk, and other foods. In the study, children and adolescents who received injections of the drug Zolaire. Mm-hmm were able to consume higher doses of the foods without triggering an allergic reaction. I assume yeah. you're familiar with this. Yeah, so so that's been out for about 20 years. And the for, for asthma, then became hives. Uh, but yeah, for oral immunotherapy, um, even at, at, his, at my institution, uh, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, uh, we did allergy immunotherapy with like oral immunotherapy with Zolaire. So Zolaire was given to the kids and then they were given like peanuts and, and so forth, different allergens and milk and they were able to basically get desensitized to those. Again, the whole the holy grail is you want um, what we used to call tolerance, now we call it sustained unresponsiveness, basically meaning you can eat it whenever you want, however you want and have no problem with it. But this study, like what you were talking about, is based on children and adolescents. Is Zolaire worthless again for adults? No, who have no, no, no. It works fine for everyone. I have, I have people, it's off-label, but people who are in high-risk environments uh, who are exposed to stuff, like, for example, I had, I had a patient who um, 
He owned a Japanese food restaurant and became allergic. He, no, became he was allergic to shellfish, oh. right? And that's a problem. So yeah. uh, not just for his livelihood. So. Yeah, I mean he's Gosh. cutting and oh, doing. No. Yeah, so I mean, oh, you know, that sucks. Yeah, so oh. so we can't cure it, but at least we made it so his you know his hands won't puff up and he won't get stuff on him all the time, and uh, it becomes a becomes an issue. Right? Did, I mean, it's I, livelihood. Did I mishear on the um, with kids? If someone doesn't, not because they're against it, they're just doing the things as a parent normally does, all introduced little by little, the foods you were starting to mention, right? The oatmeals and all the different types of foods, the bananas, but not anything that's like peanuts or all the aller- allergy type foods. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing it for any other reason. And that their kid, w- will they definitely form an allergy if they're not introduced to it? No, they, they won't. Okay. The, it's the other way around. It's like... Early introduction reduces, so that's the leap study we talked okay. about. Yeah, yeah. So leap study where you gave at four months to one year of age, basically reduces like ninety or ninety-five percent compared to the group that didn't do that of getting a peanut allergy. So you can basically essentially cure allergy by early introduction. And by the way, that first story where they they said if you start uh, feeding your kid as early as four months. I assume all of that should be done under the guide of your pediatrician. Yeah. We shouldn't just let all parents just like sh- start shoving handfuls of planters in their in their infants' mouths. No, no. I'm so, so. Oh God, they can't. Show I mean, it's really it's, uh, it's really got <laughs> quite simple because you know if, if you you go to your pediatrician and and you're like you know as the baby's growing and they deem you not high risk and again very few things make you high risk like eczema for you allergy in, in a sibling or adult uh, and then they say all right just start doing it. And I would read it is we just dipped our finger in. Uh, peanut butter and just jammed it in the mouth <laughs> so. now does the same concept apply when you're doing the early introduction with the allergies with little kids so instead of giving them peanuts could you do the same thing give them like oysters crab lobster and they would then not have their um allergy to shellfish later on in life or is shellfish different than any type of tree nut or peanut theoretically everything but you know good luck trying to get that in into a baby right? I mean, you can't smash it up can't blend up a yeah. lobster tail <laughs> Not, not the best use of a really fine uh, lobster tail. No. Yeah. But, I mean, the studies have been done for sure, you know, for egg and dairy and um, and peanut. And, you know, the most, those are the you know, top three for kids. And wheat, soy. We're talking to uh, Dr. Patel from Granite Bay Allergy uh, online at granitebayallergy.com. And we should, we should do the bona fides really quickly. You're an immunologist, yeah. which Correct. I didn't yeah. pronounce that right. <laughs> uh, and uh, phone number is 888-989-9811. You can email us, rad at radradio.com. Hello, Jeff. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I'll try to make this quick. Just wondering about the issues that I have with wine that other people probably have. Uh, I'd like to drink it, but... Four or five ounces of wine still leaves me with a headache in the morning like I drank six beers and had a couple of shots. And I'm just trying to figure that out. Just once, I want to have Dr. Patel visit (laughs) without an alcohol question because every time time. it's so predictable. (laughs) Well, that could be. That sounds like a sulfite sensitivity. You know, sulfites are higher in certain wines, certain vintages, um, you know, red wines more. But if you find a vintage, you know, same winemaker, same region, different year, uh, you know, it's different amounts of sulfide. So one is try to get a different vintage. You find the one that works, use it. Uh, the other thing is, you know, I don't know how good these products are, but you know those, what are those little um, devices where you pour wine through like a little sulfide Decanter? filter? No, no, no. Oh. It's like a, it's a sulfide filter. It's like, oh, you know, oh, okay. you've seen them in the store. I think you, something with a little dot over the U has it. They, um, but if you just if you just Googled yeah. sulfide uh, filter, filter yeah, okay. for wine, I think those are supposed to, I don't know how much 
they re- remove the sulfites, but that should help. And if it doesn't, is 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 it treatable? You can't cure or treat sulfites. It's more about just tolerance, and, and it's dose dependent, right? So if you find that you know uh, a 2006 gives you a bigger headache, but a 2007 doesn't, and maybe you can have hmm. two glasses of the 07, but only one glass of the 06, right? So buy a case of the 07. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like such a brat because as he was talking, and then when he described what it did, I'm like, oh, poor baby. The next day, it's just a headache. While women, it's like a whole preparation process when you finally realize that wine now is giving you hot flashes for whatever reason. It couldn't even be age-related. It's just whatever's changed, and that's, that's our reaction, right? You get flush, red, hot flashes. You know you're going to drink wine that night, so you plan on layering your clothes. It's like this whole process. <laughs> and this poor guy, so while you're drinking it, everything's fine, and you're enjoying it. It's just the next morning, boo-hoo, take a Tylenol. So for, for people that... that... <laughs> Maybe they don't know uh, whether it is or isn't sulfites. Does the old trick, does this have any effect? The old, I'm going to have a glass of wine and two glasses of water. Would that have, if you have a sulfite allergy, does that have any effect? No, it's, it doesn't. Not much. And also, the other thing about sulfites is because it's dose-dependent, what else are you having with it? You know, sulfites are high in you know, uh, you know, shellfish or, or like shrimp cocktail or uh, condiments, mm. cheeses. So, you know, if it's you're like, having... It's a sulfite ba- buffet and you're yeah. just over, you're gluttonous on sulfite. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So okay. if, you're, if you're having like some, you know, aged cheese with like a bunch of condiments and a glass of wine, you'll have less wine, you know. All right, let's do some uh, emails here. Uh, first one's from Talia. Hi, Talia. Says, I take a generic brand of Zyrtec because of all the time seasonal allergies. Per my doctor, I take it every day. Is that okay to take long term? Yeah, you can take a lot of Zyrtec. You know, there's, there's, <laughs> that's all the antihistamines are safe. Obviously, under the supervision, but, uh, you know, you can double, quadruple it, which we do often for certain people, you know. And is Zyrtec one of your favorites? Because I know you have yeah. some that you say are better than, than others. I think Zyrtec, Allegra, Zizol are, are my favorite. G- generic or brand name, doesn't matter. Loratadine, not so much. Not so much. Which is, what, what's the? Claritin. Claritin. Um, Glenn wrote in, said, sorry to rob for the weird disease name, which I'm not even going to attempt. Oh, okay. I have EOE. <laughs> Can this be caused from allergies? It is allergy. Oh. So... EOE is uh, eosinophilic esophagitis. Right, exactly. Jesus yeah. Lord, how, so, oh my gosh. That's basically allergy wow. of the esophagus, and it is actually an allergic disease. So it often comes through the GI doctors, but you know people have strictures, they can't eat. Usually it gets severe where food gets stuck in your esophagus. You have to go to the ER to get it fished out. If you, a lot of people, especially men, will retch a lot and just ignore it, right? And uh, when you keep <laughs> retching over time. Men ignore <laughs> everything. <laughs> yes. It, you know, it thins the esophagus because of the inflammation. Oh, and, you know, I've had people who you can have, um, you can rupture the esophagus, which is severe, 70% uh, mortality because then gastric contents start dissolving your lungs and all that. Basically, don't ignore it. And it's not something that you just say, oh, I don't have symptoms, I'm fine. Um, you know, we actually, uh, University of Pennsylvania, we actually helped write the textbook for EOE. So the diagnostic criteria uh, we, we were a part of in terms of how to diagnose. So basically, it's severe. It's actually a pretty bad thing, and it's, it's easy to ignore until you, it gets bad enough, and it's hard to reverse. The, the, the brains of medical people, I mean, you just looked that word. You knew what it was. You said it. I mean, like, you you, 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 you didn't just say it. It rolled off it your tongue. Re- exactly. <laughs> like, it's second nature. Yeah. Everything you all are able to absorb and keep, it's, just, it's fascinating, honestly. Uh, hello there, April. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Good morning. Hey. Morning. Good morning. I had a question about um, if when you're ch- if, if someone is when they're a child, if they 
Um, don't exhibit any signs or symptoms of allergies or intolerances or anything to, like, soft nuts like peanuts, walnuts, or even legumes like peanuts. Um, is it possible in your early 20s to suddenly, like, develop a sensitivity and what, I guess, can be done about that? This is another very common question. We hear, oh, I wasn't allergic to anything, and now all of a sudden I am. So allergy... Highly unlikely. We always say highly unlikely because, you know, you can never say never in medicine, but it's almost impossible. So the things that you can develop is that oral allergy syndrome or, or syndromes with cross-reactivity that we talked about earlier. So it could be that, let's say, tree nuts are a problem later on, oral itching, throat itching, rarely anaphylaxis. So it's usually from the development of tree pollen allergy, usually in spring. And then when those pollens and the proteins cross-react, your body basically thinks you're eating a mouthful of tree pollen. Wow. And it goes forth for like a whole list of foods. Talking to Dr. Patel from Granite Bay Allergy, this, I found this to be a fascinating question. Escobar wrote in, says, I use CPAP and I don't like breathing the warm air. For the last three years, I've applied Vicks, you know, the great vapor rub, in my nose for the cooling sensation. So you put your pinky in and then you shove it up into your nose. He <laughs> says, I know from the label I shouldn't do that, but do you know any side effects to using it in this manner? I've never heard you shouldn't do that. You, should you not do it? Not inside your nose. You're supposed to put it like one in your chest and around, but... Can I ask what it would it? Cause you, you and I were talking off the air. My wife and I have been fighting off this RSV yeah. thing for a few weeks, and and to, just for the soothing effect and for the breathing effect, I've been doing exactly that for a week or so. What what God, what's dude. the danger? The, the only danger I would say is what if like some of it kind of like comes off and you're inhaling it. Now you're getting small Vicks particles into your lungs. That's what right? I love. What's yeah. wrong with that? Oh, <laughs> my gosh. So, so I, don't, I don't know. So I don't know what would happen, but it doesn't uh. sound like a good idea. So it seems like, you know, if it's, you're getting the vapor, it's not like chunks of Vicks or... Say, and especially with the CPAP, right? I mean, you have positive pressure air going down into your nose and your mouth. You're probably getting more of that actually coming off into your lungs. That's such a guy move. He's He came up with it, and he's <laughs> been doing it. Now he'll ask <laughs> so, should I? Uh, Janae wrote in and said, Hello, Dr. Patel. My husband has never seen a doctor for allergies. Big surprise. But every time he eats any type of berries, he will start sweating profusely, but only on the side that he chewed the berries. Oh. Whoa. So, so that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I yeah, I, I, the side. Uh, he's know. trying not to eat berries. Are you making him do this for health reasons? <laughs> right. <laughs> why is he only chewing them on one side? Yeah. So I heard that eating raw honey will help you not develop mm. any type of uh, allergy, especially the ones you were talking about earlier with the caller saying they were coming from the different tree pollens. Is that only regional to where, like, where the honey's made and those pollens where you can get used to? Or is that, like, completely a myth? One of our favorites. Rob, yeah. Rob knows the answer. It's a total yeah. myth. Okay. Yeah, total myth. It's uh, the, the pollens that come in honey uh, are not pollens that cause allergies. So honeys collect, oh. uh, bees collect pollen from non-allergenic flowers. So think about it. Flowers that are pretty, they're not, they're, they're there to attract bees and birds. Pollens that are ugly are the ones that fly around, you inhale, and become allergic to but it's a great oh. advertising ploy because yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. about everybody I know. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, let's go get the raw honey because it'll help us with our allergies. Right. This but it's got to be from here. Yeah. It's got to exactly. be from the region. Oh, honey's good for you, though. I mean, yeah. honey's good oh, yeah. for you for other reasons. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Dementia. And all. So oh, wow. I, just, I don't want to take us off topic, but it is aller allergy related. Um, Claritin came up a little bit earlier, and you recommended, Dr. Patel, not to take it long term. 
No, you can take it. If you oh, okay. extremely mild. You just allergies. you just have other brands that you yeah. like better. Got it. Okay, because our uh, nine year old at home, my stepdaughter, she takes it daily for her uh, pet allergies. So, was would you recommend us trying to go to a different brand? No, if it's working, it's fine. Okay, it's it's, like, it's just the mildest one out of all the allergy medication. That's why Got it's it. it's the one that's completely non drowsy because it's not that completely effective. Understood. Hello, Christy. Good morning, guys. Um, I just had a quick question, and I'll, of course, follow up with, you know, with the doctor independently, but I wanted to ask real quick. Um, I have been getting chronic hives. Um, it seems like it's cyclical. I get it about every two years, and when they when I get them, it's bad for about a year um, long that I'm dealing with them. Um, they're so incredibly painful. They completely cover my body. I get them inside my mouth. Oh, um, oh that's I carry, awful. They're really bad. Um, oh. I carry an EpiPen. Um, I, um, I've been getting them since I was about 18. Um, and there's no, we haven't really been able to determine like how, what the onset or what kind of triggered them. Um, but I was doing Zolaire injections for about six months, but the side effects of the Zolaire were worse than the hives themselves. So I'm just wondering, um, I've had allergy testing. I've had, you know, skin testing and blood testing and all the things, but nothing seems to really pinpoint what the cause is. Do you have any insight about that? Well, the... The things that are unusual for what you said is like inside the mouth, uh, and also when you say they're painful, those, those words are, are make me think about other causes and, and may not just regular chronic spontaneous urticaria. So normal run-of-the-mill people hives who get hives on and off for years are extremely itchy, and they don't burn or they don't usually have pain. So there may be a lot of things can look like hives, and maybe they're not actual totally hives or something else. Could you help her? Yeah, we, there's there's a, a different kind of evaluation we'd have to do. Now, can you help her when she's not having an outbreak, or do you yeah. need to see it? Okay, yeah. nice. Hello there, Danielle. Hi. Um, very strange. I actually suffered from chronic urticaria for a very long time myself. Um, following up on that, I did Zolaire injections, very painful. It would close my throat up, um, and I, they went away. In 2020, probably one of the best things to happen in 2020. Um, And the only thing that I could pinpoint it back to is I did a three-day juice cleanse where I completely, you know, didn't eat anything. And I haven't had them since. I'm just wondering if you've heard of that. And and I echo, you know, my empathy with that lady because I I struggled with them for about 15 years chronic every single day. Um, countless hospital trips, solar injections. And I'm just wondering, have you heard the same results as mine from as simple as a juice cleanse? Is there potential for them to come back even worse? Um, I'm just kind of shocked because I've never heard someone, you know, say that they've lived through what I've lived through. So, so on that term, so there's a whole microbiome and gut health, gut immune health kind of an issue. Um, the research is still pretty early on that. There's no no study and no data in terms of, you know, can you do probiotics or can you do things? They had some early research saying maybe H. pylori, you know, the one that causes like peptic ulcer disease, helping get rid of that. Maybe it helps uh, help with the urticaria. The data data is not that compelling since then. So basically, people have issues. People do have like this spontaneous resolution, 
We don't know why. It just, just happens. Dr. Patel from Granite Bay Allergy and online at granitebayallergy.com. People can self-refer, right? They don't need their doctor to refer them to no, you. No. They can just walk in and, con- and they, even they can contact you on the website yeah, as well. Yeah, correct? we have a website. And do you take insurance? Yeah, mostly uh, most insurance. Yeah. And, and you treat everything from eczema to allergies to asthma to hives and things like that. Right? Is there anything that stands out that I didn't mention that people go, what, he can help with that? Yeah, I mean, and then immune deficiency, immune problems, right? But nice. not, not autoimmune, like, not like rheumatology type stuff. That's, that's room. Uh, thanks for joining us. You're always one of our most popular guests. I know, I love it. I, I, I wish you could spend longer. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, Dr. Patel from Granite Bay Allergy and online at granitebayallergy.com. We're going to play Treble Trouble right now. we got a pair of tickets to see Jim Jeffries at uh, the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium on Friday, January 26th. We'll play a three-second song clip. You give us the title and you win. Caller 18 guesses first, then 19, then 20. And if nobody knows the song title, <laughs> droplets everywhere and no winner. We need a winner. 888-989-9811 for Treble Trouble. Rob, anybody, and Don. The Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show.